Hey listeners, it's CJ here, and this is Avocation to Climb, the monthly, well, let's be honest, the whenever we can be asked to put the controller down podcast that focuses on gamer score, the games we love, Xbox, and the Australian leaderboards. That's right, if you like the thrill of the hunt, the chase of the Chivos, then you've come to the right place. Raise your degenerate glass with us as we explore all these wonderful things. This month, we're looking at the recent competition we all took part in. We're looking at the Australian leaderboards and the staggering process that Rogue 1992, Memphisto for the win, Jeremy J won. And look, even that dude we don't know, Eden Weeks, he's up there as well. They've all been smashing it. And I hear the Sony Pony, he didn't do too bad. Well, for a week or two. We're joined tonight by a special guest as well, Madai Padai. This dude is, well, look, there's no other way to say it. He's kind of crazy. And this bean dive that he's, he's fallen in love with i suppose and he's approaching nine years but look i'm gonna get out of the way we'll get into all that and more now don't forget we're a small little podcast and being irregular we don't have all the mainstream sort of push that most of the established podcasts have so look if you like this if you want to be part of this degeneracy with us then by all means share it with other people you think might be interested as well it all helps in getting out the word look i can't tell you when the next episode's gonna be but look you've got one here so that should be enough for you have fun game hard we'll see you around the boards so i'm joined here tonight by mephisto for the win he's back of course the number one gamer score holder in australia and he brings with him a friend now i first ran into this guy this mad eye paddy has a wonderful name but i first ran into him as this guest on real gamer score podcast where he was talking bean dive i'm gonna get out of the way but we're gonna we're gonna touch on that i think probably quite heavily in tonight's episode because they sort of introduced the concept to me, but I think we can dig deeper because it's a really degenerate concept and that's why I love it so much. He perhaps owns more games, I have a feeling, than both Mef and I, or at least as many, and he he's just doing this amazing thing of one achievement per different game every day. I could not I could not pull out like he does, but I'm I'm impressed that he he manages it. So how are you tonight and this morning, guys? I'm great, CJ. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. And Paddy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's a nice early morning for me. Yeah, it's very much the other side of the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, <laughs> are, you are both time travellers in my eyes. <laughs> so look, it, it, it begs the obvious question. How did you two meet? Through one of your other hosts, Rogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'd known Rogue for probably about a year. And he decided that we were going to try and do uh, something called the G-Task. And he brought Mephisto into into that. And then yeah. since then, we've been friends. Yeah, that's, that's about right. How Probably, well, we were theorizing before, roughly around nine to ten years ago, we think. So I've known Paddy for a long, long time. Um, back then, our scores were a lot lower. Games play counts were a lot lower, <laughs> and our tolerance for rogue was a lot higher. <laughs> it, it makes it sound like you've done you've done away with him tonight, but he of course engaged with. Now I want to ask you about this well uh, as well because I'm not like massively over the world of boxing, but there was a big boxing match this afternoon. Is that is that right, Paddy? Is that what was going on? Yeah, there was. There was uh, basically Tyson Fury was fighting uh, Dante Wilder. Uh, it was their third match. 
and uh, Tyson Fury is a notorious, I don't really like using the term, but he classes himself as a gypsy king. So obviously from the traveling background. And I do know that Rogue is from that uh, sort of descendant of people. So he was highly anticipating the fight. And me being from the UK, and I'm, I'm not a massive boxing fan, but I, I do on the occasion do silly things and wake up and watch boxing or UFC and things like that. So um, I didn't watch any of the other boxing. I literally got up half an hour before the fight was meant to uh, start and uh, basically watched it. Hmm. Okay, so it's a legitimate excuse. But look, you know, look, see how you go today, Patty. If you get to the end of this and you're like, fuck, it wasn't dreadful, then perhaps you'll come back when we can get Rogue on as well and we can have a, a full reunion of this uh, <laughs> of this group. But look, it leads me to the next question. I think you're involved with this, Patty. If you're not, I, I apologize. You can learn along with me, I suppose. What is the Gankers? And uh, I noticed that the team we played under was called Gankers Reunited. Is that right? What are they? Or what were they? Right, so from from my experience, Rogue's always been the person that decided what the team name was. And he's a massive League of Legends player, or he was. Um, and Gankat is a type of, I believe, person within the realm of League of Legends. I don't know what role it is, because I know there's like junglers and things like that that are like mid lane players. But a Gankat is a term for a certain player within League of Legends. Ah, uh, okay. So this is not like a long-term name you've played under or something like this before. Well, it, it is for us now. I think the first <laughs> year we did G-Task, we were under another name. And I I can't remember the exact name. I don't know if Mephisto could come in with yeah. it. Yeah, it was uh, Regan Diarth or something like that. Something to do with the, well, I don't know what the books are, but the Neverwinter game, there's a whole, it's all based on a book and it's something to do with that. That's what Regan Diarth is, but I don't know. Because we've always gave creative control for that with Rogue and this is what happens. We end up with weird names. Okay, that's Normally all right Rogue. then because <laughs> I thought maybe he'd just got pissed or something the night before and he'd meant to write Wankers Reloaded and, and he's come <laughs> up with Gankers instead. So, look, it, it makes it makes more sense now. Now, obviously, you, you two have a lot of, a lot of history in competitions as well. Perhaps we'll, we'll touch on that tonight. But why don't we, we lay the groundwork for the listeners because this is such a sporadic podcast. It would be fair that they have no idea what we're even here talking about. But it is, it is exclusively a gamer score, I suppose, or heavily gamer score, heavily degenerate podcast. There's no hustle here to be had. We're just gamers that, that enjoy the game, I suppose, and the chase of the leaderboards, and we don't shy away from it. With that in mind, why don't we turn to you, Mef, and why don't we have a look at the numbers? We did this last time as well. You guys are on fire, uh, Patty as well. Uh, how is it looking? Well, not much has changed from last month, I suppose. I don't know when we recorded, but um, Rogue started scoring again. I think last time we spoke, he was on a break, I think, but mm. we we convinced him out of the break to joining a game of score comp, which I think we'll talk about a bit later. And he was behind Eden, I think, but then he passed Eden very early on after his break and is now back ahead of Jeremy as well. So he smashed it last month and did just shy of 98,000. So he came back in a big, big way. 
Um, I'm still in front. I did 73,000. Um, Rogue was about 20,000 behind me, but it seems he stopped again. So <laughs> good for me, bad for him, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think Jeremy's right behind him again due to him stopping. So I think any day now, Jeremy's going to go back ahead of him for second. He did 38,000 for that month. So I pulled right out. Because if you, if you remember back, I think it was myself, Jeremy, Eden, Rogue. That was the top four in that order. And I was about 25,000 ahead of Jeremy. But now, due to me doing 70 and him only doing 40, it's right back out to almost 60. And Eden did 47,000. So a good month, but unfortunately fell down a place. I don't know how you, well, Rogue's how, but you do 47,000 a month and you drop from third to fourth. It's pretty crazy. But he's gaining on Jeremy. And I think if, if you look at the way they're scoring, it'll be roughly around December, maybe January, that Eden's going to be right behind Jeremy. And then it's going to get real interesting because we're all going to be real close together by then, I think. Well, I suppose I suppose it happens because of this competition that we'll get into. Two weeks of, of madness and craziness. Do you have the overall numbers? I, I put you on the spot here for the year. For I do. You group. Yes, yeah. I do. Um, due to their scoring, Rogue and Eden have now both done four hundred thousand for the year so far. Eden's Eden's almost four hundred and thirty. This doesn't include the ten days of October, by the way. So they're probably even more, or they are even more. But yeah, Eden's 430 for the year. Rogue's 406,000 for the year. Jeremy's just short of 390,000 and I am 370. So <laughs> I I did check, I did fact check this. I think we spoke about it last week on a different show, but all four of us now have had our best years ever. And that was at the end of, well, that was at the start of October. So it that tells you a lot of things. It tells you how much we're all pushing each other even though we're not really speaking about it much, we are, it's clear, and probably how much easier it is to get gamer score now, how much more easy games are coming out. Just every every week there's, I don't know, three, four, every single week without fail, and some weeks are even more than that. So it's it's not too hard to get gamer score, but it's hard to... I suppose getting a 1,000 a day now isn't that hard, but getting closer to like 1500 a day is you have to look elsewhere and play a little bit of the longer stuff. And I suppose that's what we're doing now, pushing each other to play more and more. Mm. It's not bad. I suppose, I suppose you're all only playing on one console there. You know, I'm on 372 K for the year on Xbox. I turn it on occasionally too, Meth. but look, our guest is no slouch. Just here. <laughs> I know our guest is no slouch either on 275 K. So look, there's, there's plenty of gamer score to, to go around here and, to, to be had why don't we drift then to this competition because we you know we alluded to we all played in a team of four or whatever else three solid xbox gamers and one just personal banana as i refer to him that just turned up at the last minute why would you extend an invite to a playstation gamer in a in a highly competitive highly competitive where some bastard drops 200k in a day xbox event what was going through your heads well, I think I st- sorry if I butted in there, Patty, but I I think I started. I saw the contest first, and I thought this would be a great contest for a vacation to climb. It's four man team, and there was four hosts, you know, with Jeremy J one, and 
I thought, you know, it'd be good publicity for the show. We'll go on there and we'll score as much as we can and be Irish Warrior. That's what I want. Me and, me and Irish Warrior have not a crazy rivalry, but we have a little bit of a rivalry going back, you know, a few different other comps. And it turned out when we first proposed the idea, um, Jeremy couldn't really commit. Like, he, he could, but he he would thought he was going to let the team down. So we called in Paddy here, who's done a lot of game of score comps with us before, and that's the team. Now, Paddy, I, I was really happy to see your slow start in this competition because I was like, shit, I'm going to be embarrassed here as the lowest scorer in this this system or whatever else. And you were you were slow off the mark, but you still you still came in with 100K predominantly over the last few days. Now, I wanted to ask you because you don't like you don't play high volume all the time. How do you like something like this two weeks, although you did pace it over the last few days, are you just incredibly tired of playing these sort of games like this when you do it like that in a two day heavy stint? Or do you actually like the thrill of the hunt, I suppose? I definitely miss the thrill of the hunt. Um, Cause I used to do it. Well, when I say used to, I, I used to play a lot of Xbox and over the, probably the last well, since my, I had, uh, I've got a little girl who's six, so since she was born, I sort of calmed down with competitions and heavily scoring. So I, I tend to only play my Xbox for maybe two hours a day. That might be quite a lot for some people, but two hours a day at, at like the most, except for weekends where I've got a little bit more time. Um, but the... With with the easy games, or when I say easy games, the zero to one hour games, no, I, I don't tire from them because I don't do them very often anymore. So that two weeks was quite sort of easy going for me. The only issue I had for that two weeks is I was doing 12 hour shifts at work. So that's why I was very slow off the mark to begin with, because I knew what I could score and I knew what games I was going to do. And I could have probably done it sort of more spread out through the the week or the two weeks, should I say. But I just couldn't because I was coming home from work and then I wanted to spend time with my family and then I had to game because I didn't want to let you guys down. So it was kind of like a hodgepodge. So that last weekend and also I was away for the first weekend with uh, with a group of friends that had already been organised before the competition started. So it all sort of wingled its way into i'm just going to try and blast as much as i possibly can do in the last two days yeah it's so funny you mentioned that because like i worked consistently over the time and actually sent meth a message towards the end of the first week i'm like oh this is going to be fine i'm going to get 100k like no problems like in a week or something and thinking this is the playstation with a thousand stacks of every game and then i was like shit that doesn't (laughs) You know, you think I would know this by now, but I thought, well, at least I've got this paddy covered or whatever. And then I see him, and this this is the thing that I hate about these competitions because I just you get you go okay for a minute, and then you see everybody just slowly clawing their way back at you, and they eventually get you, and you it's like a paralysis, I suppose. You know, game of score paralysis. But I saw you coming, and I thought this bastard is going to run over me in like two days of gaming, and I've been here playing this shit for two weeks. But you know, you know, like I'm, I'm glad you did, but. <laughs> When I, when I saw it there. But the, the highlight for me was, you probably don't remember this because I think you were in a drunken, hungover haze, but you, you posted in the group, uh, we won't discuss where you, where you were or what you're doing, but I think you're you're slightly under the weather perhaps. And on the back, <laughs> and the, the little bit of the screen we could see in the picture, I could tell it was the Z office, which is a poor reflection on my 
myself as well that I would know that off like a half a centimeter of the screen or something. But it was a highlight of the comp for me, sir. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, ironically, you, you, you say that I was under weather. My friend, who is also a gamer, who's on TA, called Captain Cookie One, and there was a couple of friends that I game with quite a bit that were, were all at his house. Mm-hmm. And ironically, me and him stayed up until five o'clock on the Friday night drinking rum. And <laughs> they were coming better up. <laughs> yeah, so, because, uh, I, like I said, I've got a small uh, child, my wife and me and her stayed at my friend's house, whereas everybody else stayed in a hotel locally. So they left his house at a reasonable 1 a.m. 1 in the morning and me and my friend decided it would be a good idea to finish a bottle of rum between ourselves from the moment they left <laughs> to five o'clock. <laughs> so they, they yeah. came to his house the following morning thinking that we were going to go out for breakfast and both of us were completely dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I only dived the Z office. I didn't finish it that day. I saved that gem until the following Saturday. I couldn't imagine playing that drunk. Oh my god, it's oh. hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm time's pretty, the time's pretty tight. That yeah, five minute it's, time is pretty minute, tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine the, doing that drunk. Wow. The, there's <laughs> definitely something like I, I, tied in with that. I think because last week or last week, whenever it was, or the week before or whatever else, they had this national trophy hunting day. It's an American thing on PlayStation where you come together and get as many trophies as you can. And I thought, because I've been playing so much Xbox, I thought it'll be really fun to just get a thousand PlayStation trophies in a day and set a record, then just fuck off for a year or something. And because we have, as we said, so many stacks, but you know, so I had it all planned out or whatever and I want to get into this and ask you about your planning for this event and planning in general in a second it's where we're leading but I had it all planned out you know I'd been updating the the spreadsheet while I was in the Xbox event or whatever else and figuring out you know not necessarily for Platinums but just how many trophies game ha- games had you know the bigger the number the better for me or whatever else mm-hmm. then the night before I decided it'd be a great night to start playing some online poker again and absolutely get shit-faced and not go to bed until four in the morning and the event starts at six and so you know, I proceed. I still proceeded to get nine hundred and something trophies, but I know what it's like to try and play like that. So it's not fun at, <laughs> at all. Especially no. as I had four very angry, angry wives and wives slash partners looking at me, thinking, "You absolute idiot! What have you done? <laughs> You've ruined the whole day for the rest of us." My, my, my friend didn't get out of bed until five p.m. Jesus, <laughs> and we've got oh, there you go. A, a meal booked at six p.m. I, I, <laughs> I tip my hat to you, Mah- mahogany. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> well, I won't go down that line, but uh, but <laughs> no, I tip my I tip my hat to you. But what I do want to ask is about this planning because you both alluded to it. Obviously, for this two week event, a lot of these events, I find the most exciting thing is actually planning and making lists of what you have and what you're going to acquire and to get through. So, Patty, you know, and this is going to lead in, you know, to the dive in a moment as well here. But obviously, you know, this must take up a large amount of your time planning everything that you're going to do um you know with your gaming regarding planning for the dive i don't other than if i start look i look at the base achievements and i've got there's there's two or three gamers on ta that are really high up in the sort of games played leaderboard so nine out of ten times when i look at a game one of them has already got an achievement in it so i then look at the achievement they've got because 
they just dive it so it's pretty much guaranteed to be one the quickest or two the easiest achievement to get out of the game and then obviously if it's an xbox one game most of the time even though it's broadly shit uh, they've got a time so it will tell me oh they've played it for 12 minutes or they've played it for 36 minutes and i can gauge that so i'll use their base a lot of the time because I've, I've only played i say only nearly 4,000 games and there's some of them over 6,000 games played on their tags so I, I use them as a basis um for the dive but regarding the planning for the competition i trawled through my games that i'd started that was zero to one hours uh, so because obviously i didn't want to jeopardize my dive and start i could have started and got a lot more gamer score on games that i hadn't played and obviously with the one week notice of the competition i had seven days where i could dive a new game i then had another 14 days while we were in the competition to then dive another 14 games so even if you look at that that's 21,000 g if they've not got any title updates or anything like that so i kind of went through my my base of my games looked at anything that was zero to one and then wrote a spreadsheet of the games that i hadn't got any achievements except for the first one and then i put them at the top and then if i got two or three they went under it and then i moved to one to two hours and then i stopped there because i knew once it got over sort of the one to two hours they weren't useful unless they'd got quite a few like i did uh, action wrestling and that had got three four hundred thousand uh thousand i wish it was thousand uh hundred g uh that i could just do in 10 minutes and i would just put it on quickly smash the game that i had the the quick 300 400 g and then move on yeah so there was quite a bit of planning your planning went a bit more than that though didn't it because i remember having a chat with you before the comp started and you were obviously like you said you were picking games to dive that you were going to play in the comp in that week before but you were also picking games that had a really low gamer score value as the dive so you didn't waste points either so you yeah, had to even plan a bit further yeah that there is a, a strange thing with a lot of these easy games that the first achievement's always 100g yeah or 50g or 75g so i did go i did spend probably about 2 hours at work looking at every 0 to 1 hour game that i had not dived and look at what the first achievement was <laughs> and if it was below 25g it went on the list if it was more than 25g it just got scrapped yeah because like you said i didn't really <laughs> I, I wanted to maximize if i could get, get a 5g achievement and then i could get 995g out of the game for the competition it was getting dive because that was the best obviously once it was only for the first seven games that's right because that was the lead to the competition after that it didn't matter if it was 100g so i just went through and got the the seven games that was gonna maximize what i could then put in towards the team yeah i never asked you this meth i'm interested because you know you're in a different position to both of us in a way that you're fairly up to date in most of the games that have come mm. out or whatever else is similar to me on the playstation so how do you go about planning like i suppose you have to leave a big you know hail mary window for some whole lot of stuff to come out i suppose in a week as well but 
like, do you, well, do you actually have a list or how do you, cause I'm not, I've never asked you this. How do you sort of go about planning on what you're going to play? Well, for the, for the comp in general, I can't, like you said, I kind of had the opposite problem to you two. I, I couldn't write a list. I, I just didn't have the games. I told Rogue from the start, I'll be happy with 50k for the comp. And I did just over 60. So basically what I did was I had a little bit more than a week's notice for, that, than Paddy had. I think I had about nine days from when I first said, let's do this comp to when it started. So I didn't play almost anything. Like I've got an achievement streak. So for those nine days, I didn't pop. I only popped, you know, to keep my streak alive. I didn't play anything. So I had not. I had nine days worth of easy games, which was about three or four. And I had a few title updates that I was saving in case Jeremy like really caught up. But it was only like two or three. And then from there I was scratching for points. And I had to so I really only had I did have a list, but that list was only about ten K. And I knew I'd you know, bought a few of the the ACA Neo Geo games, which I've said before I probably wouldn't play, but this comp kind of forced my hand. I hate fighting games. I can't stand them. So I had a few there that was written on my list. But yeah, I really was just scratching for points for the two weeks and somehow managed to get 60. There's really something to be said for those ACA games because I wasn't going to touch them either, but I got sucked into them. And you know that you should stop playing them. It's like a time yeah. differential. You're getting sucked in, but it's not worth the reward, the the time sink anymore. But you're also determined just to, to finish it or get as close as you can. So they're a real mixed bag, and they're all fighting games, as you say, or most of them. So. Pretty much, they're all aren't they? There's a couple of couple of driving games. There's a couple of shmups, but mostly they're just. They're just fighting games. They're all the same game, really. And yeah. I, I, I'm just so bad at them. And I look on TA and they have like, you know, 1,070 TA. So, you know, 80% of the people on TA that have played them have completed them. And I can't even do like the caravan score for the first achievement. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Why can't I even get one? And then, like you said, it's do I keep trying and maybe, maybe I might pop that ADG and maybe even get the next one or it's just, yeah, they're nightmares. I, I'm just no good at them. I can't, I can't do them. <laughs> what I thought was hilarious was it's an Xbox competition. And for the first two days around work, I spent the whole time playing those on a PC. So I didn't go anywhere near the Xbox. Wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. But, you know, <laughs> this is what I understand about, you know, across, across platform, cross play, all this sort of garbage you are, you're lucky to have on this, this wonderful system. Now, yep. look, we're, we're heading towards the diet. But before we do, why don't we, why don't we touch on some games we've been playing or whatever else, you know, because they like that a bit too, I'm told. Uh, why don't we start with you, Patty? Because I know you've been playing something I've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah, so uh, going back to on a Friday night, I play with some close friends in the UK. Um, and we normally heavily gravitate towards multiplayer because we have a couple of drinks and we shoot each other in the face. So if our game of the sort of Friday night recently has been Splitgate. So it's heavily Halo orientated, but then it's got portals in it from portal so you fire a portal one side and then you fire another portal next to you and you go through it and you shoot people through the portals so if you like halo it's it's i don't know how they've managed to pull this game off because it literally rips halo's mechanics guns off 
but it blew up on the PC and they've brought it to uh, Xbox and PlayStation. So it's it's a, a fun multiplayer game that I've been playing with some some buddies of mine. Is this a free to play? It is free to play. Yes, it was in beta for a little while, and they had made as soon as it went um, onto the consoles, it had a major issue. The first two to three weeks, they didn't realize how popular the game was going to be, and their servers just basically shut themselves. Um, and within that, they actually got funding through someone who's managed to help them stress test the servers. There was times where you could be waiting two to three hours to get into the game if you wanted to play it. But now it's got to the point where you can load the game up and instantly get pretty much on with no issues. Yeah. yeah. And is it, uh, like all great free-to-play games, is it a massively grindy achievement list? Yes. Well, yes and no. Uh, there's really only well when I say really there's two grindy achievements one I've literally just got which is 500,000 damage and then the other one and considering I'm only at 16% of this other achievement and I have every other achievement in the game um, it's 147 wins within the game and as you can imagine when you're playing with friends who are drinking winning isn't always what's gonna happen probably not the priority no well i've played it not drunk as well with my my brother jimsy um and i'm currently at 16 percent, and my closest friend is at eight percent of the achievement process how long do games go for um it depends on there's a couple of different modes so it depends and also depends on how dominant you are as a team so they've got the t- traditional sort of domination mode, capture the flag. Um, they've also got a bit like Halo SWAT and things like that. So, I mean, on average, I'd say about 10 minutes. Um, okay. But if you really do steamroller a team, you probably can do it in about five. But obviously, you've really got a bit. The beginning of Fridays, we do all right. We, we Ironically, this Friday, we played it from probably about nine o'clock till about one o'clock. And we only lost one game, and I went up one percent of the achievement. <laughs> Will you complete it? Uh, as long as my friends uh, keep wanting to play it, then yes. Wow. And we do tend to sort of play multiplayer games quite a lot on a Friday. We've done stuff like Overcooked Two. Uh, we've done stuff uh, currently. We've just we played uh, Surgeon Simulator two that's just come out on game pass um and that is terrible online but it's funny with friends we'd like terrible. literally <laughs> obviously with surgeons you you have to operate on and dismember bob who's the main character in the game who comes up out the floor and you look at a screen and it tells you oh you've got to amputate his right arm and then give him another arm and my friend two names will accidentally chop his head off oh which is nice <laughs> And you have to keep his blood levels up. I'm presuming you might play it because seeing it's a simulation uh, game. I'm avoiding it very strongly at the moment. There's two two versions of it. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're you're tempting him. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's so Something it's so funny. You, 
<laughs> it's so funny you reference the drinking because I'm just imagining there that it, you know, it does enhance play for some people to a degree before the massive drop off that occurs. And it'd be wonderful to see that as a graph, wouldn't it, on the winds, just as you slowly become more inebriated as you just slowly drift off. To the... Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I do not, one. I do not think drinking is great. I just think it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 so we won't go down this line, but I do a um because I'm an older gentleman now, so I have to be a little bit careful in case I kill myself uh, quickly in this country with alcohol. But uh, so I do an alternate month thing, so coming into the dry month now for October, so we can drink again in November. But I actually find that I score more trophies and achievements in the drinking months than I do in the dry months. So I don't know what that says, but you know maybe Microsoft should you know, should put some money into that yeah. perhaps. See, I do it the other way around. I do dry every other day and fridays I, I have a couple of drinks and to be honest with you i, I i'm talking as in like i'm all i'm i'm sort of very drunk i'm i'm not i i have a, a couple of drinks my friends um do enjoy a tipple especially when we get together and then that's when it gets out of hand but normally <laughs> at home on a friday night i might have one or two beers and a couple of rums that's nothing fair. wrong with that no, nothing no. at all. But look, you know, when you're number one gamer score holder in Australia, soon to be the number one in the Oceanic, if uh, no. something happens over there, you, you don't have time for drinking. So what, what have you been playing? <laughs> what have you been playing this week, sir? <laughs> Lots, as usual. But uh, I'll just talk about a couple. Uh, I'll start with the affectionately known tabs, the totally accurate battle simulator, which is not accurate in any way. <laughs> <laughs> How can you describe this game? It, it, it's, it takes fictional and non-fictional units from history and gods, and you can spawn them onto a battlefield and basically go head-to-head with another army and see, could Zeus beat ten raptors? Could, <laughs> could Roman chariots beat uh, Da Vinci's tank? You know, that one that's the round one mm-hmm. it's 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 just chaos and it's meant it's meant to be chaos that's the whole point of the game it's um free on game pass so technically not free but still it's it's actually a lot of fun i'm gonna i, I ripped on it a little bit but it is a lot of fun because it's just so silly and there's the physics is very loose so stuff just goes flying and units of you know <laughs> You can balloon woolly mammoths. So anything, any game that you can tie balloons to a woolly mammoth and send it in the air is just crazy. And that's not even the craziest stuff. That's just the craziest one I can think of. It's a pretty easy list. Uh, I think six to eight is the rough estimate. Um, it's got a lengthy campaign and you can cheese the whole way. Basically with the debug tools, you can pick all the enemy units up and throw them off the map so you don't have any risk because you have to do every campaign flawless and even with all the units unlocked that is still tough to do properly so yeah i'd look into that i don't know if there's any videos on the how to use the debug menu properly but most of all the other random achievements have video guides already so that's pretty good the achievement list is pretty new i think i only got achievements this week or something sometime around there but a lot of fun. I kind of recommend it because it's just so silly and it has multiplayer. So, Paddy, if you ever want to have a drinking night with them, with your friends and want to have a laugh, I'd play that because it's just so silly. Is That's it, it, 
is it like real time strategy or in, in it's, space or? I, it kind of is, but it, it, yeah. Think of like, think of like, the arenas are like a soccer field. So your team starts on one half, enemy team on the other half. You can set your units to spawn wherever on your half you want. So sometimes there's buildings, sometimes there's water. There's sometimes there's like the maps are a bit random, so you can do you know a little bit of strategy there, and you can just let the units go and just watch it if you want, or you can take control of one of your units and try and you know win first person style. You know you have your melee characters, you have your you know your range characters, which can range from archers to musketeers to Zeus who can throw lightning and all sorts of randomness. So it's it's up to you. You can do it. It's yeah. It's it. So it kind of is. If you want, if you're going to play it properly, it'd probably be real time. It'd be real time strategy game. That's how it should be classed, I think, because you can yeah just watch everything go and you, you're trying to develop the way to win. Because obviously, you know, it's got the whole rock paper scissors method where this is strong against this, but this beats this. So it, the, without guides. Playing it legitimately would be a little bit of a, you know, a slog to figure out. But like I said, it has that wonderful debug menu and you can spawn in, able to spawn in any unit you want. So I had a lot of fun, you know, one level where there was, you know, pikemen who basically just had giant sticks and I spawned in, you know, a tank and blew them completely off the map. And they had no chance. It's, you can just do silly stuff like that and it's a lot of fun. Oh, I, We'll be able to complete it, but they those campaigns are a slog because each campaign is maybe twenty maps, and each fight has about or varies maybe from five units to say thirty units to defeat. So when you have to pick up every unit and throw them off the map, it doesn't sound like much, but it is a slog. And when you have to do, you know, because you have to do it if you want all the achievements, you have to do each campaign flawlessly. So. It, it that isn't fun. That part's not fun. But playing the game legitimately, I can see there is fun there. But that will not get you the completion. So that is not what I will be doing. So someone out there will be will be licking their lips at the idea of that, though. Following videos and everything else, no doubt. But yeah, yeah. each the, each their own. That's right. I would like to talk about another game, mm, please. And this time, I'm not going to be anywhere near as nice. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I was so, so, so looking forward to this. When I first heard about it, it was going to be my highlight of the year. Oh, wow. I built myself up so much and I raced home. Well, I didn't race home. I raced from work to pick it up. I'd pre- I don't pre-order physical games very often, but I did for this. And um, <laughs> the game is Super Monkey Ball the remake oh, wow. i played it i i couldn't even begin to tell you how many hours i played on gamecube i was it was probably super monkey ball 2 is probably in my top 10 favorite games of all time due to just the the challenge the level of skill you have to be to complete it and the, the skill level i got to it's probably the one game i would say that i am better than everyone i've ever met Real life, online. There's no other game I could say that except for Super Monkey Ball. So obviously, I was stoked that I could play it on the Xbox, get achievements. It was a Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 remake, so it had 
all the levels that I could ever dream of. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> eagerly got it, installed it, put it on, and I knew straight away something was wrong. It wasn't right. And there's it turns out there's a lot wrong. There's not a lot right at all. They've changed so much from the originals that it's not it's barely even the same game. For well, for one thing, and that's not probably this probably isn't the developer's fault. The Xbox control isn't as suited as the GameCube control for for the game. You need a lot of precision. You need a lot of finite movements, and you just don't have the control you need to be able to complete the tougher levels. So that's my first gripe. My second one is they've changed a lot of the levels for no reason. There's just no particular reason. They've just there's just a whole heap of levels that are just different. They've changed the timing, so you don't... Obviously, it was a long, long time ago I played Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2, but you kind of get a feel for, I know I have to wait. I remember this level. I know I have to wait about five seconds, and I can go. And if I go at the right angle, I'll complete it. I'll miss all the things that are moving on the map, and I'll just complete it. Well, everything's out now. So the levels don't feel as fluid as they used to. It's all jumbled up and random and i don't really like it that's that's another gripe a third one is there's no multiplayer campaign mode anymore which is what me and my friends used to play all the time we used to always compete against each other we could all play at the same time and effectively it's a race so you're just racing and we all were very good and that is what we loved about monkey ball the skill level you needed and that's just all gone what still is there is the party mini games, which are still good. There's like monkey. There's a whole heap. I won't go through them all. They're all just random stuff. But they took away <laughs> one of the things in these mini games that was the best part is there's like six or seven playable. I don't know how many there are actually. There's six or seven playable characters, and they're all a little bit varied. And because of this, they have their own kind of attributes. So kind of like a Mario Kart style, where their heavier characters can go faster, but they can't turn as well. Things like that. Well, in this, they took that all away. So Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 had this, this attribute system, but in this game, for some reason, they don't. And I don't really understand why they did that. So that makes, like, the monkey race and the monkey bowling, just you're just using skins now. So there's no strategy to it anymore, if that makes sense, I suppose. Because if you had a heavier character, obviously, in a straight line, you can go really fast in the race modes, but you can't turn. So you've got to, you know, it's a, it's a risk-worth reward compared to, say, the middle characters who are, you know, good at both, but not excelling at either. So, but when they're just skins, everybody's the same. So if your skill level's kind of the same, it's just boring, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Is it, is it, uh, is it bad enough to be, be thrown in the returns bin, or are you going to hold on to it? I'm going to hold on to it because... I'm hopeful I can kind of fix the controls a little bit by playing around with my sensitivities in the Xbox settings. I'm hoping I can do something to make it a little bit more playable. And I've read an article which says they're listening to people about some sort of campaign multiplayer, but I don't think they're going to be able to implement it after the fact. I think it's just too hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to hold on to it because I'm, I'm I'll have started it, so I'll try and get as many points out of it as I can. But I don't know how many more I can do. And do you want to know the, the most stupidest part of it, I think? Mm-hmm. Out of take all this away, 
they've changed the soundtrack and the voices for the game, which in a way is, makes sense because it's you know it's a remake, so you know you get new voice talent in or the old voice talent wasn't available. Fair enough. But as a microtransaction, you can buy the original soundtrack and voices. Yeah. So you've bought the game, and if you want the original voices, you can pony up a little bit more money, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's, that's a joke. Yeah. I know it's just a little thing because who really cares? Like, only really fans of the series are going to really care. But isn't that kind of what you're making the game for? Yeah, that's where the creep starts, though. It's little things like that, and then it's a costume, and then it's all these characters cost money oh, on top of the game. Then this. No, there, there are viable characters as mm. well, like Hello Kitty for some reason, and there's a few others. I don't know. They've, there's a couple of nice little touches, like Sonic and Tails are in the game because it's a Sega game, so Sonic and Tails are their, you know, yeah. strong Sega characters. And they change the because it's a, you know, your monkeys, you, you're collecting bananas on the map, and they change the bananas to like the Sonic rings and stuff, which is a nice little touch. And you have the sound effects, but it's, uh, I'm just so, I'm so disappointed. I really, really am, and. I was so excited. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure everyone's had a feeling like that before, but it's never really, I don't really get excited for a game like anything like I did to this level. And I was hoping I could play it with, you know, my children who we play a little bit of, you know, Fortnite and Apex with every now and then. And I was hoping they could get a taste of, you know, what I, what my not quite childhood was. I think I was 18 or something when I was playing it, but we could play like all together and then you could see, you know, how fun it could be. And that's all got taken away. And, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. It, I, I feel like they've just, they, they've, I feel like they've toned the difficulty down for people as well, because I, in the original games, you had to be really, like you had to complete all the expert levels in three lives to unlock the master levels. Well, in this game, if you can, you, you, there's no lives, so you can just, you know, bang your head against the wall, and eventually you'll complete the level, no matter how hard it is. Eventually, you will, because you you can continue from the level you get up to. Like I said, no lives, and even you know, it even offers you after you fail a level three times in a row, or maybe four, you can just skip it. Yeah, it's a wonderful feature. It just comes up on the screen. Would you like to skip? Yeah. Which I'm never ever going to do, because I think that just takes away from Monkey Ball completely. If you need to be skipping levels, you know, you're not going to be able to complete levels further on. Mm. So I, I don't really understand. I, I just think, I don't know, maybe, well, we know that they're making, you know, games a little bit easier for this generation. That's been proven time and time again. And I just don't think Monkey Ball is the game for that. I don't think, well, Paddy will probably dive it at some point, but I don't think you'll ever play it. So you probably won't. Have you ever played the originals, either of you? Like any of what? the originals? I've played no. the original. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I haven't got as fond memories that you have of it. <laughs> I thought it was just a ball running around in a, on a coloured floor. Um, but yes. Could, can I ask you something? Do you think sure. they've dumbed down the game because they know they haven't managed to get the controls precision down? Uh, I think... I See, it... <laughs> That's a tough one to answer because because of the fact that they haven't got the controls down makes the game harder. 
if anything. So you, in a way, maybe they've offered this skip system in order to you know appease people. But it, like, if you're if you can't keep your character on a thin wire on you know the tenth level of expert, you're not going to be able to keep it on a thinner wire on the thirtieth level of expert. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just ridiculous. Like why if you're gonna it's a slippery slope. If you're gonna skip you know a level, you might as well just skip every level, and then you might as well not even play the game. In my opinion. So then, like, what's the point? Then, on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, like, does that lead then into you can can you skip it to get achievements? <laughs> well, I have, like I said, I've never, I haven't skipped the level yet, and I, I doubt I will. But there's this, there's this whole mission system, and there's like 700 tasks you've got to do, and some of that adds a bit more variety to the game. So I'll, I'll praise them for that. That, that is pretty cool. You know, sometimes you have to complete levels a little bit of a different way. Than you normally would, so that adds a bit more variety. But if you skip levels, you're not going to get like the you know the world completion mission. So it, it's going to make basically if you skip, for, if you can't do a level, you, you're not going to ever get the completion. Like if you're going to keep skipping, say one level, and you just never complete it, you're never getting the completion. Right. Okay. So yeah, some like well, you know enough. So, like it is just like a roll a ball into a goal. Basically, yeah. that's the game. And the levels just get progressively harder and more challenging and weirder stuff happens. And So normally, you know, you take the most direct route to the goal if you can or, you know, whatever's the easiest way to get there. But some of these missions, you know, have to go and collect like 20 bananas on the way. So you have to go kind of off the path. And, you know, you've always got a time limit bearing down on you, which adds, you know, to the stress. And, yeah. So that, like I said, those kind of missions that allow you to do that are pretty cool like because it changes it up. But you can just do that in like a practice mode so it's not like you have to like play 20 levels to get to that one level and then oh i've got one shot at getting you know 20 bananas there's no like no chat there's i say there's no challenge but it is a challenging game even so because of the controls are just so shit mm-hmm. you, you used to be able to keep your ball kind of still like even on a level that's kind of moving you could always keep control of your ball in one spot like on a you know you could kind of spin on the spot to where you need to go but now it's so hard to just stop moving and i've got a brand new control so it's not like i have you know stick drift or anything like that literally you know i got that new acro shift control i've had it for about two weeks so my control is fine i i I think i've got to adjust the sensitivities and maybe i'll like a little bit more i've still almost completed story mode i think i've got like one world to go so i've almost done like the hardest things the game has but Still, it it just it's so upsetting. It, it I've never been this upset over a game. It's broken your memories. I've I've well no because I I still have my GameCube and I still have Super Monkey Ball One and Two. I could literally well the controllers are a bit shit now, but I could literally turn it on and play it properly and would fall like back in love with it. But achievement hunting doesn't always allow that. And I was hoping this would allow it to combine my love of achievement hunting. With you know one of my favorite gaming franchises, and I think what they've done—I've probably talked about this for too long already—but in the more modern Monkey Balls, they added jumping, like the ability just to literally press the A button and you could jump. So they designed levels around that for the newer games. The old games didn't have it, so the levels aren't designed for it. But you can literally buy in the in the in-game shop, not for real money, in the in-game shop, the ability to jump. So that also takes a lot of the skill out of it because some levels, if you wanted to like 
take it like a ridiculous shortcut and you know finish the level in five seconds where you know rather than pushing the limit you have to try and figure out a way to get airborne yourself off like you know ramps is obviously the easiest way but you know hitting the wall at a certain speed at a certain angle would send you up and then you've got to control your but now you can literally just jump so you look at the world record has a you know leaderboards and it's just people jumping like the whole way and jumping was never meant for this game and it just it sucks that they brought it in for for people you know that you know it shouldn't it just shouldn't be there it, it just shouldn't be there it's a it's a passionate defense of your opinion i think i think that's fair so because you definitely didn't throw it under the bus all your reasons are, are clearly valid i think yeah and you know yeah. it's so it's so funny when you you started you built that game up and because i'm at the moment like this happens every now and then but i'm in a life or death struggle with both of the stores to acquire every game that seems to release every day at the moment and when you were talking about that i'm like shit there's one i've missed this is excellent i'm looking so forward to it soon as you soon as the word super left your mouth my eyes glazed over and i was like fuck it i'm not interested <laughs> but uh it was it was fascinating <laughs> to hear because i i don't play these old style games they're too difficult anyway and then you're saying controllers and stuff but it is interesting you know, having not played that um, myself, to hear that though, so yeah. I'll, I'll, I've I had. There's not many games where I've just turned it off while I've been playing, uh, but I've literally turned the console off while playing that. Oh, I can send you a list. I'll send you a it's, list. It's later. not because it's not because I can't do it, or you know, it's it's because the game is just no. not what I hoped. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. The only thing I'll throw out there, only because you brought up about this adding, you know, paying extra for the, the soundtrack and stuff, I've been smashed through judgment the other week. And one of the awesome things about playing on two consoles now and, and being more even is that I'm hoping I'll get a bit out of step with what's being released because only playing on the one I've kept up pretty much. So I play most things as they come out. So it's very rare that I get to a game and I can literally play the sequel as soon as I finish the main game. Uh, if I'm interested in it. So that's been awesome with this lost judgment um, as well there by Sega. But it's funny you mention that because they sell the game as a full price game. They sell the season pass, which is fine. And they have this in-between squeeze for $15, which is this pack that all it says it does is it enhances the story and side story. So I don't exactly know how that is, but it's just a, it's a bizarre inclusion. It, just to that point that you said, it's not included in the game. And I mean, you know, if someone's going to play these games, you probably want the game enhanced. You know, why would you not? You know, if you spent all this money on it, you know, Series X or PS5, you're going to buy the cheap, shitty version, are you? So it's just a bizarre situation. They sell you the game, then they squeeze you for another 15 if you want the full enhanced experience, I suppose. And you don't even know what it is. Well, look, it's ad, it's it is it's not just cosmetics. That's because I thought, oh, you don't need it. It's just hats. You know, I don't need any more yeah. hats. But it's um no, it's it is like in the mini games within the game and uh and thing. But I I think maybe like I'm not sure how this works on the Xbox, but Sony's pretty tight on this. I have a feeling that what the content is mustn't actually have any trophies or achievements related to it because selling it like that, I know, always creates a bit of hot water over on the PlayStation side. But perhaps it makes it easier in a way, you know, in that there's more options for mini games or easier to earn currency. I'm not sure. Or more more options right. maybe. But it does further it or something. So anyway, we'll find out in like 30 hours or 40 hours that the game will probably take or whatever. But the only thing I wanted to ask you maybe, and I suppose more for Meth before we get into this being dive thing is, 
having done that comp, having seen this dude, uh, he he punches out two hundred k in a you know a day or whatever. Having seen Neo Master that hasn't played a lot of this garbage, and then you know in a month hits a hundred and something k, playing it all at once, and it's been on the back of my mind for quite some time. I know it's not the way you play. Have you given any consideration to just playing as you like, letting this stuff build up, and then having one week every two months or whatever, whatever the time frame be, where you just smash it out, like they're sort of going to do? I think that's their plan. Yeah, I've I've thought about it. Before. You know, Neo Masters, our fault, CJ. Well, yes. that he did that. <laughs> we, I still think he. I still think we can catch the bastard, though. Well. I, don't, I think he's like 100k clear of me now. So oh, Look, he's a more than a million crazy. on me. So. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I've, I've thought about it, but I... See, this only level of, you know, smashing has only been happening for, you know, just nearly two years. Before I started doing, you know, before number one was in Sire, I didn't really game all that much. I had, like, you know, we had a couple of good comp years, which still pale compared to these last two. And I had like a 18 months where I barely scored anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I did about, I think I don't know what year it was, but I only did like 30,000 one year, you know, a couple of years ago. And then, you know, with um, Estru getting banned, that kind of, I kind of made a decision there to, well, I was taking, I was going to take first place. I was next active in line. Rogue obviously wanted it too. And there wasn't really too many others that were that close. Jeremy. Was close, but not not as close as he is, as he is now. So, yeah, I decided I can't let Rogue have number one at that point anyway, and smashed it. And I haven't really looked back. I, I kind of got into a bit of a habit now. It's kind of yeah, I, it's kind of just put on an easy thousand every day and then play something else until I go to bed. I kind of well, obviously you have dinner in there and do other bits and pieces, but that's kind of my day every day. Mm. I. I kind of like scoring points. I kind of like, you know, the endorphins of the pops on the screen all the time. And so I probably couldn't do it the way, well, the way Neo Master has in the last month and the way I couldn't do the level that that last guy did, but he did 200K in one day and save for, you know, a whole year or however long you save. That's crazy. The level of planning and that. I, could, I couldn't do that. Mm. Not quite like to that level because he didn't really score. For mm. the, you know, Obviously a little bit, but, you know, didn't score for the year leading up to it. And then, you know, you planned for that whole day and then just bang, unleashed it. Yeah. I'm not comp. <laughs> I'm not convinced. The only interest it holds for me, that strategy, is that it maybe saves you time. That's the only thing that interests me. But I don't think necessarily it would. I've been thinking a lot about it. And definitely for him, the amount of time you're putting in, but even like even, you know, hitting them one month like Neo did recently, I'm not convinced that you are necessarily saving time with that approach. I think perhaps playing them as they come, perhaps when the information is fresh and around. It depends. If you're playing maybe totally on your own island and you're not getting tips from anyone, perhaps it doesn't matter. But but if you're, you know, within the community a bit, and I think perhaps it doesn't save you any time at all waiting. That would kind of suit you, CJ, because obviously you play on the two systems and yeah, you, know, you could do, you know, every, you know, fortnight you could have a blast on each one and try and keep your positions and move up in the xbox slide yeah well i've been trying it it's 
It seems to it seems to work okay, but look, let's let's shift across here because Paddy is, is patiently waiting. And look, this yes. is what I, I really want to get into. So, Paddy, before before I did this, I used to host this dreadful like uh, PlayStation show thing, and we talked to a lot of these degenerate trophy hunters, and some of them like really extreme. So I've heard some pretty crazy shit. Whether it be some guy spending like fifteen hundred in Crypt of the Necrodancer to get this one run that's like godlike run through, or whether it was Hakum. One of the the top ranked trophy hunters creating two hundred accounts on his PS4 to self boost a boxing game that is long and gone dead because there's no other way to find unique players. I've heard all sorts of crazy shit, but I have not heard anything to the extent of of what you've been doing. So I want to know how did it start? Uh, originally, it was on a podcast. There was <laughs> a, an Xbox podcast. Um, called the achievement hounds and they randomly one day decided they were gonna they had their own forums they had their own website and they announced they were gonna do this bean dive so if anybody doesn't know what a bean dive is you basically play a game that you haven't played on your tag or your station whatever your class trophies whatever it is um and you get one achievement you can get more in it but as long as you get it to pop on your profile as that you've got an achievement in it it's classed as a dive so ta actually do i think it's a two-week thing or a week thing on where you dive as much as you want to and then you've got a recovery button so then the aim is to try and recover all of your percentage droppage or game values back up so they invented this competition there was quite a few people. It's been that many years. I can't remember how many people started it. And they were like, yeah, we'll do this potentially endless bean dive. Um, and they, they thought, oh, wrong. it'll last a month. <laughs> so I basically wanted to beat my brother. He did it for a year. I then decided, well, he won something because there were prizes to be won. And this is, you probably don't even know about, uh xbox points so before you had currency you had points and the prize for first place was 800 microsoft points which is i think equivalent to about 10 pound here in the uk (laughs) which basically is not even a game or you might get two shitty games or one ata game or two rackalaka games or something on those lines and so yeah you uh dive a game a day and see how long you can play for and uh, I've been doing it for many, many years now. <laughs> Tell them how long. Tell the people. Eight years and 220, what was it, 24 days. So that's eight years, nearly nine years, we'll say, just for simplicity, of every day, a brand new game, fresh on your tag, at least one achievement, yeah? Yeah, I've played 300 and, uh, well, no, 300, 3,146 games since the competition started. And I haven't played today's game yet. So at the end of today, it will be 3,147. 
So in in context that because I know there are PlayStation people that will listen. So you have to get your mind around the fact that with Xbox, most games don't have stacks. If they do, they only have one, with rare exceptions. So it's very different situation to us. It's getting six to eight stacks of the same game. So by and large, out of that three thousand odd games, you know at least half, well more, well more than half, are unique games as well, aren't they? It's not like you you can just for four days play the same game, a different stack or different version. That is correct. I do. There are a couple of games that have got more than one version of said game. So, like Bioshock is that's got a couple. Bioshock Two's got Minecraft. a couple. Minecraft's got loads. I save them for competitions. Um, so yeah, there are there are a couple. But like you said, with, with PlayStation, there there is a lot lot more. Mm. But that just means a lot, lot more. more money. Yeah, isn't... <laughs> a lot more money. A lot more money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Real how- gamers, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you just yeah. play the same game forever on that system, trust me. <laughs> uh, but so that means, this is what interests me, because like I love to buy games. Sometimes I play them, but I far my, my greatest joy in gaming is, is perusing the store. If I could earn gamer score or platinums for time spent in the store, I'd be the world number one by now, for sure. But, uh, you know, actually playing them, it doesn't always happen. But... You know, you're acquiring well, a new game every day, I suppose, to play in one way or another. So how does that planning go into effect? And are you buying, like, you know, games in bulk a month in advance so you're, you're set? Or how does that all come about? So I went through a phase where I would... Because a lot... When it, when it started, obviously, it was 360. I went through a phase where I would go to Car Boots... I would go to local game stores and basically go through their bargain bins um, and check out which games. Because, again, I'd use TA, go, I've played that one, don't need that. I've got that one because I had a spreadsheet with all the games that I owned that I haven't dived. So, and that was all alphabetical, it still is. So I can go into a shop, go, oh, that's 50p or a pound. Do I own it? Yeah, I own it, put it back in. So when, probably four years ago, I went through a phase and bought, so I own every single Connect game, majority of 360 PAL stuff. I used to collect a lot of the Japanese and American stacks, and I wish I'd done it when I was doing it and bought all of them. And But now, due to 360 not being as well, not the ecosystem isn't there. It's now Xbox One, Xbox X. They're getting stupidly priced, so I'm not really actively looking for more foreign titles that are 100 and 120 pounds priced when I could have got them for 20 or 30. The, the appreciation for the stacks have, and the foreign titles have gone up. I own quite a lot of them, um, but I don't own everything. Um, I have had friends offer me their games, so they will ship me them to my house. Um, I've been to people's houses and dive games that are delisted on the 360 store. I had a friend send me an Xbox through the post that had got delisted games on. So if there's anybody out there that looks at my tag and has got delisted 360 games that you see I have not played, message me because I will happily take your Xbox off you. 
play it <laughs> happily. And if you want money, happily send your money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I've, I'm I'm literally sitting on probably about 550 titles at this moment, and so I could not buy a game for a year mm. and still have enough games to play. But so I've got to the point where I don't buy anything brand new unless I'm actually going to play it with my friends or I actually really want to play it. Um, a lot of it's through sales. Um, I sometimes get free codes off developers that have kindly gave me gave me them and obviously play them um <laughs> did you tell them that... you'll only be reviewing to the first achievement <laughs> <laughs> to be honest most of the time when they give me a free code i tend to play the whole game because i respect oh. the, the fact they've offered me a free game um but i don't the thing the thing i find about reviews are they're all the same yeah. and the people that get review copies are all the same and this has got absolutely nothing against people that get codes. They work, and I understand that they're hard at work. But in the end of the day, I know of five or ten reviewers, and the people that look at their reviews are all the exact same people off TA who then go and get the games. So mm. to be honest with you, the pool that the developers are giving their review codes out to aren't really getting their game out there because as soon as one person on ta plays it and it's easy everybody on ta are going to play it and the people they're giving the review codes to it doesn't matter because as soon as one person on ta knows it's easy everybody right. knows well pretty much so it's kind of like yeah, a, a circle itself. of and it's hard for people that actually want to like uh, there's a your australian dane dane's a game i've seen mm. his reviews and He's now doing stuff with Bills, who's is an an amazing guide maker in America. Fair play to both of them. I mm. respect them. But Dane, I now feel, or I don't want to bash, is now sort of lowered what I used to like about his guides because he's now he's now making achievement guides to get more games. Yeah, that's. I don't know why I went off on a tangent there, but no, no, no you're right. it, it's no like I, I dropped the word hustle in the intro because you're right. That's what it is. Whether it be podcasts, whether it be you know people reviewing or whatever else, it's just this massive hustle. You know that it's as you say, it's just you know self fulfilling. It just keeps going round and round. And a lot of these people, like there are some really good people doing it, as you say, but there's a lot of people trapped in this cycle that they were interesting and they've just become boring because they're just they're just pushing this agenda and you know to keep the we're going to keep, keep the codes or to keep the patron money or, or to keep whatever coming in and i think i think you're right i think they don't realize that perhaps their content in some ways is irrelevant because it's just what everybody else is saying and as you say they sell themselves anyway so once yeah so uh, it doesn't matter uh, again I, I don't i don't want to bad mouth people because their work no, is amazing course. that, that foremost yeah. i think all the guide makers need a round of applause you know they take their time out to help the rest of us get the guides and most of them who are getting codes are making guides yes yeah well i think guides are separate again that's right yeah but you you find most of the people that actually get review codes are then making guides the Mm. majority of them there's there's a few out there that aren't making i mean i've never made a guide off a review code so i can class myself as one of them i've just got it and then told friends i used to write write a couple of blogs regarding reviews but I haven't really had many review codes. I've probably had 10 
in the time yeah. that I've I've actually been gaming. And that's just through someone telling me, oh, you can get this game through this avenue on Twitter, email them, well, DM them, and they might be able to sort you out with a game. And I just tell them who I am. I, I've never, like, I knew someone that was sending emails out and just completely sugarcoating an email saying that they were going to review it. And back then, this is when Xbox first, the, the, the X1X was first come out. Um, and they were just basically sugarcoating it and never making a guide. Yeah. No, that's yeah. wrong. But Yeah, that's probably wrong. Yeah. I was that's always true. like, I'm going to play your game and I might finish it, but I might only play it for 10 minutes if the first achievement's in 10 minutes. I've always been honest <laughs> with... That's the one thing is treat others the way you want to be treated is the way I, I reflect on life. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, all three of us are in similar positions that I think we're clever enough and old enough <laughs> to realise that, you know, he who pays calls the shots and often it's just easier to buy the game than deal with the the, the requirements of taking things off others or, or whatever else. So I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's a dicey line to go down, but I think I think we're all on a, a similar page. Look, I've got to ask, because I know Mem has some questions here as well, but this interests me as well. Like, you know, you've got 24 hours in a day. Surely there's been some days where it's come down to the wire. How close has it ever come to the wire in missing a day? I mean, it's really good for me. I haven't mentioned it. Um, the actual podcast was American. So the time frame that you have to dive through for me is 7 a.m in the morning to obviously the following 7 a.m so i've mm-hmm. got i've got pretty much the majority of the time i'm awake so mm-hmm. it's as a major chunk so at the weekends i try and do it straight away at, at, through the week i come home from work spend time with family and then do the dive the closest i've ever been to finishing the dive was seven hours before my dive time had finished and that was when my daughter was born and if it wasn't for the fact that i wasn't allowed to stay in the hospital with my wife and my new daughter i would be out of the competition now because i'd turn around to my wife and said i'm not gonna dive i'm here for you i'm here for my little girl at that time i didn't know she was a little girl because we decided we didn't want to know the sex but i said no i'm gonna be here for our family i'm not gonna dive a game and they kicked me out an hour after my little girl was born. And I got into the car and was like, what do I do? Shit, I'm a dad. And I pulled out my Windows phone and dived a game. Yeah. As you do. As, a dad, as dads yeah. do. Yeah. That's a great like, advertisement to... from Microsoft. Where are they? They need to hear that yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I, now, I do have a few questions. Mm. Now... Obviously, I've known you for a long time, Patty. So some of these questions, you're going to be like, why are you asking me? You already know this kind of stuff. But I want to give everyone a feel because, as CJ said, it's it's pretty crazy. A new game every day for nearly nine years is insane. It's 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 more insane than the highest scoring people do. It's it. I can't, like CJ said, I can't think of much else. You know, that's been that would top. You know, nine years. But you've said it's a contest. Well, it started out as a contest, so that obviously means there are other participants now. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, the, the the there has been three of us for many many years. So I think it was about in into like two and a half years. 
that the last person dropped out. Well, it was two and a half years into the competition when the last person dropped out. Um, he's again, and most of these people that were in the competition that sort of like got past the first couple of weeks are people that are on T TA and quite high up on leaderboards, etc., etc. And he left two and a half years into it. And there was three of us for a very, very long time. And it pains me to say both of them are Australian. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I've literally been the only Brit in this. I don't even clap. It's not a competition anymore because the podcast is redundant. It's not been around for probably eight years of the competition. Um, there are there are people loosely based that know ins and outs of the competition that have known it. But it's it's not a competition anymore. It's a way of life. <laughs> Which is really as all gaming should be. Yeah, um, all degenerate so I gaming should be. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't if if for some reason someone the last because there's now only two of us technically. Even though the crazy crazy man that is Sea Monkey decided to carry on doing it after he accidentally dived what he thought was a new game, but it was ironically a stack that he was going to play, and it wasn't the stack version he dived. Oh, it was the, the actual version he'd already played so he got another achievement in the game that he'd already played and thought he'd played the new one got the achievement and obviously didn't check to make sure because I, I tend to check on ta to make sure the game sunk on my profile and it says that i've started a new game just because it's now ever since that happened even though it only happened last year it, it's paranoia <laughs> just to make sure the game's new um but there's um a discord group that we're all in and a fellow podcaster doesn't do a podcast anymore but zz urban spaceman has made mm. a bot for us so it basically scrapes ta and tells us when we've like when the day's ended and when we've dived something so it's i don't even have to check ta anymore I can just look at that and we we chat between ourselves every now and again in there so there's me sea monkey who's technically not in it but as soon as he messed up he carried on doing it for some crazy reason i probably wouldn't play the xbox for a month um <laughs> and another gentleman called montana yeah yeah that's crazy. it's it's just crazy that do, uh, do you think well is the prize still up for grabs because you said that the, the 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 podcast is no more, the website's no more, or whatever, the hosts are gone, or whatever's happened there. But is there still somewhere an eight hundred point Microsoft card sitting somewhere for the winner? There, there was some someone who'd mentioned that there would be someone that would give us something. But in the end, I'm not after the. I'm no. not after. It. I've spent that money. I spent that money. <laughs> Who cares? In the first, well, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> care. It's it. <laughs> If I'm honest, I probably would if for some reason I went out. And it's definitely something that could easily happen. I could have a power cut. You know, I could lose my internet. I could be out with work and I've only got my phone and I can't connect the cloud. There is definitely, definitely reasons why one of us could drop out for just stupidness rather than... I don't. Mm -hmm. I, we've been doing it that long that I don't think someone's just going to sort of drop out because they just went, oh, I don't know, I can't be bothered to do it anymore. Mm, clearly, yeah. yeah. Um, go for 
go for nine years, that's yes. not going to be what comes so, unstuck. Someone. I haven't said it verbally to Montana, but I would definitely, I would turn around to him and say, I will buy you our game. Hmm. Any game. And I want it a game that you are going to play. <laughs> and I don't mean like literally Dive. and I don't want it's one of these zero to one hours I would happily send him, send him I'll probably get you to go out and get it for me because obviously you live in Australia and then I don't have That's to right. the shipping would be cheaper with it. Stuff. but yeah. I would get a physical game put in his hand if yeah. he was the last man standing That's very honourable sir mm. Okay a few more How do you decide what you're gonna dive. Like obviously you've got you've said you've done three thousand odd games, so they're obviously all out. But of what's remaining, how do you decide each day what you're gonna do? I don't. <laughs> you don't I I, you don't I, I don't. I don't just well yeah, it sounds silly. I don't I don't have a spreadsheet of oh I'm gonna play this game, this game's tomorrow, this game's I know what games I've bought. They're all individually linked, especially on the Xbox One they're all in their own pins. So when I dive it, they get removed out of the to dive section on my actual list. Um, If I come across a game that is quick, it then goes into a quick dive list. So if for some reason I'm away for the weekend and I just want to quickly dive a game and then get back on with family duties, being out with friends and etc i've got a game that's press start at the beginning or kill an enemy so i've got i I don't have like this is what i'm going to play i've got a various amounts of games that are there that i can play um all my games other than my hard copied games which don't really buy anymore just because it's easier for me it's not that i don't like discs and I just have them digitally just because I've got three eight terabyte hard drives full <laughs> pretty much of games on my Xbox. So I've got, got the pool to just pull off. It's just my 360 games that I've got on disc that I can put in. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't. Do you, do you like once you dive a game, do you usually just quit game, uninstall game, done? Is that what uh, you normally I, do? I don't un- uninstall any game. All right. my games are installed. Um, yeah. Hence why the, I've got the three 8 terabyte hard yep. drives. It's a lot harder on the Series X. So I've got a Series X that I actually just play games on there that I like. I've talked about it for the Fridays with my friends. So I've got Splitgate installed. I've got Halo installed. I've got Overcooked installed. I've got some other multiplayer games that, that are just on that box that I use as my sort of daily Friday night gaming machine. The games that I'm going to sit down and enjoy are on there. Series X games are on there. And that's it. No hard drives plugged into it. And then I've got an older X that has got my, my three terabyte hard drives stuck onto it. Yeah. You don't uninstall anything? Don't uninstall anything, no. Even games that I know are never, ever going to have DLC, like any of these Rackalaka games, they're still installed. Even after you thousand them? Even if after I thousand them. Oh, wow. Because wow. I like seeing the games that I don't have installed. 
I I like <laughs> seeing games leave my hard drive when they're trash. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I, tell you, I, I get that, and I know I'm stupid for not doing it. No, you're not stupid. But when no. I have a list of 100 games that aren't installed, I know I've got 100 games there to play. Whereas yeah. if I've got 300 Rackalaka games in there as well, they look, looks in my mind, it's like, yeah. get off me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I keep them installed. I'll just buy another hard drive. Yeah. Fair enough. I understand. So, uh, as you said, it's been going nine years. You've kept the dive going through the birth of a child and I countless probably other events in your life. What do you, obviously your wife, your child and your immediate family think about this whole competition? There has been a lot more stressful things related to gaming than um, this competition. Um, that my wife would happily, she would happily have me dive a game a day than me turn around to her and said, for say, I'm going to do another leapfrog. She's, <laughs> she's basically told me I cannot do that competition ever again. I've I've had similar things be spoken to me as well. Yeah, and when we did this two, task. yeah, when we did this two hundred week gamer score thing, she looked at me, frowned, and went, "You twat." <laughs> I got worse. Yeah. I can't repeat what was said to me, but <laughs> so, you... oh, so your wife doesn't mind then? Is that because no. obviously, obviously, it costs a lot of money. Like we don't need to talk about specifics, but games cost money, and you're buying effectively a game a day every day for nine years effectively so that's you know she doesn't that doesn't like nothing no problems there like there's no no issues let you go i wouldn't say there's no issues regarding the money i spend there was (laughs) there was a point where if i spent money on the xbox i would then have to reciprocate the amount of money that i spent on my wife Right. So, for say I spent a hundred pound on Xbox games, she would get a hundred pounds worth of shoes and bags. <laughs> for say, that didn't last very long because then digital happened and the games stopped coming through the post. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. but no, I joke about it. I have to obviously manage how much money I spend, which is why everyone does. Because of yeah, I. I it's gonna sound really sad. I don't really do have a lot of hobbies other than gaming, you know. So I don't really spend that much money on other things. I like listening yeah. to music. I go to the cinema with my wife. We go and do family stuff, and I don't want to mm. think that I just sit here in my pants playing Xbox, just waiting for the next game to come out to to pop an achievement in it. Don't get me wrong. I do other things. It's just. Uh, my only other hobby is music, so I play the guitar and the bass. So once I paid the money for my guitar, I don't need. I can just sit there and enjoy myself. That's that and gaming are my my two hobbies, which doesn't cost me anything. Other than some new strings every now and again. Yeah. So, whereas my wife likes going to the theatre, and lucky enough she goes with my mum, so I don't have to go and sit through it all some of the stuff that she watches is good but i mean i'm I'm, I'm lucky that she supports what i like to do 
so there's no sort of like you shouldn't do that you should obviously if i was spending hundreds of hundreds of pounds every week she'd she'd moan yeah um i use rental places so they're ironically they are the only ones that i do in install um if i ever get if i ever get a game that i don't own myself it gets uninstalled because i also like looking at the number on my um ready to play list it tells me how many games i've got to play Um, yeah my my (laughs) mum and dad yeah my mum and dad don't really understand xbox they just know i play it they're in their 70s so they're sort of like whatever um and my little girl has known no different she gets more annoyed i play gems of war than if i dive she tells me not to play gems of war well, I get told the same. I have a six-year-old daughter as well, and I get told the same thing. Why are you playing this? You can't get any achievements in this, Dad. Yeah. They know. Like my children yeah. just know. It's just crazy. crazy. I spend more time playing Gems of War than I do any other game. I feel like, yeah, I do too, and I don't know why. I don't no, know. Why. And I, I had six months off from the game as well, and I still don't know why I've gone back to it. <sighs> I got to stop playing it. I, I, I've said it so many times, but I got to stop. It's not going to happen. It, it, I just can't. It's so funny you mentioned this because I have a, a good friend that, on the PlayStation side and he actually, it's so funny you mentioned this, he, and it just comes back a bit to what you're saying, Patty, like you only play like maybe two hours a day and you said, well, some people might think that's a lot. I don't think any high volume player would think that's a lot. I mean, that's the sort of people that are listening. So, you know, if anything, that that's quite a, a reasonable amount, I think. But then, like, I don't know. I think if you're similar, you have a, you know, a job, you have family as well. Yep. A, a good week for me is 20 hours. Like, that, that's a that's a good week. And I'm not a, like, even though I play a lot of things and earn a lot of trophies, I don't play like big eight-hour sessions or anything like that. That's not possible with my life. So 20 hours is a, is a good week. Obviously, it's inflated with working from home now or whatever. But I got this message from this good friend, and he's recently become more interested in trophies. It's very, very high-ranked as well. Um, and But he he plays this Gems of War as well. And he said to me, he goes, you know, I because the PlayStation now tracks this, he said he spent 3,246 hours, which equates to 135.25 days in Gems of War. And then a similar amount in Minecraft, may I say, as well. And I was thinking about it. Like, I don't have any game that I've sunk that much time into. And, Patty, you clearly don't either, the way, the way you're well, I don't know. Have you sunk that much time into Gems of War? Uh, I'm actually just looking. I've played <laughs> Gems of War for 2,376 oh, okay. hours <laughs> and 49 minutes. But the only problem with those statistics is, like, since we've been recording this podcast, before we were recording, I was playing Gems of War. Mm. <laughs> That's right. So passive. So I was doing, doing my dailies because over again here, it, they turn over, I think it's 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. Um, it was seven o'clock because we started, um, and it's been sat on Gems of War since I've been talking to you guys. So mm-hmm. for the last hour, it's just been idle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. The the, the uh, reason I bring it up is like, and I don't know if you maybe you don't cop this because this it feels like where Mef was trying to go. He's trying to find the angle he can use on his wife so he can buy more games. That's no. why I was pushing you. <laughs> but 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 the 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 money side, like I don't engage with people anymore because that's the most asked question from people that want to start 
you know, they're like, oh, how can you buy all these games? Blah, blah, blah. So you just ignore that question. But the other one that always comes up is the time factor. It's like, you must just play all the fucking time, you know, or whatever else. And I'm like, no, like I only play this much. And the funny thing is these, these players like they're the, you know, and I know you said you've got 2000 hours in there, but, but everyone, uh, this sort of level is gaming lots. It's just that I suppose some of us are putting it in different directions or whatever else. And to me, having spoken to you now, this bean dive, well, maybe you're, you're, you're selling yourself short a bit, but it doesn't sound like it's sucking up that much of your time then at all. No, uh, there's a couple of games which take more time to dive, which I tend to try and do at the weekend. So I can then go, I'm a bit like meth. Um, I will try and do my dive first because then I know it's, it's, it's finished and out of the way. I then do my dailies and gems of war and then I'll go, what do I actually want to play? Hmm. so with with the weekend stuff it's like oh is there a game that's going to take an hour especially with a lot of this x the xbox one stuff it only t- most of the games take 10 minutes if that to dive most of them um there are i'm still working on a volleyball game a dead to, a dead or alive volleyball game on the 360 that i've probably been working on for about four years to get an achievement in because you have to get all of the clothes for one of the characters and it's horrible <laughs> and i've probably sunk about 18 19 hours into that game and every time i look at it to go play it again i haven't actually played any for probably a good two years so hopefully my save's still there um <laughs> I, ju- I just can't bring myself to doing it and it, it, it i sort of weigh how long it's going to be how long it's going to get an a- achievement to it's not a lot anymore i think yeah. 360 days it used to be a lot longer you i could spend an hour an hour and a half trying to get an achievement on it in a 360 game whereas now yeah. it's it's 10 15 minutes most of the time yeah. yeah that leads me into probably my final question i had actually i was gonna say are there any games that you are just never gonna dive or wish you could but you just don't have the time because i've i always think and i think i've given you shit about it for years blazing angels the one i because that's fi- like about 15 hours before you pop the first achievement is there games <laughs> you mentioned the the dead or alive is there any others you can think of that are just too long to dive and you'll just never do or well you just mentioned one of them blazing angels i've got it <laughs> i've got it sat here i can actually see it out of the corner of my eye um because i'm sad i've got all my 360 games in front of me in alphabetical order um but oh that and the volleyball game and obviously games that i can't physically get anymore um there's games out there that i possibly could message someone on ta and say do you still have access to this game can you please lend me your 360 with it installed or just send me a hard drive where it's installed or a memory stick with your profile that i can just stick it on and it's installed so i don't need to log into your profile so i can play it please but i'm not that kind of guy if the game if someone if one of my friends say oh i'm local come and play the game on my my hard drive oh yeah i'll do it um but there's nothing nothing out there that i'm chasing because there's that many games that come out now i don't need to Mm -hmm. chase games i'm i'm if I'd have started when I first started playing the 360 and actually diving games then, I may be a bit more inclined because I know someone that 
basically went on eBay and asked every single person that was selling an Xbox, what games do you have installed on your hard drive? Where? Just to see if there was any games that were available to him for that. I ain't got the yeah. time for that. No. There's, there's some weeks there's 30 games coming out or 20 games coming out. I so the answer to your question is, I, I don't have any games that I'm chasing after. If they happen to fall into my lap somehow, like I when I first started uh, doing, uh, again I've mentioned my friends and we go to each other's houses, sort of, or we did before COVID. We the reason uh, in, uh, England's opened up a little bit more, so we can actually go to each other's houses now. But the first time I met one of them and we went to their house, he just went. I know what you do. Go through my hard drive, see if there's anything that you haven't played. So I spent an hour going through his download history. Yeah. And uh, dived X Men that I hadn't got that had got been delisted. Nice. Yeah. So will you ever dive Blazing Angels? <laughs> For you, yes. Yeah. You. It's backwards compact, by the way. Oh, is it? That so... makes it even better. I'll get that. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes it a little because it's <laughs> even though I've got my three sixties next to me, I have to take the the power plug and put them into each one. I haven't got because I recently moved up into my loft. I haven't got them all set up properly, which infuriates me. But I I just <laughs> turn them on every now and again to make sure the dashboard's up to date and my profile's still on there because obviously you have to then put your, your if you're I don't know if it's on the actual. 360 because i'll just do it anyway because i'm an idiot but if you if you mm. don't sign into your profile for x amount of time it forgets your password and you have to put it in and i'm an idiot for passwords right <laughs> fair enough so i just boot them up every now and again make sure they're uh they are okay they're still running they don't sound like a truck and then um <laughs> probably dive one game and then go back to my xbox one because it's so much easier and nicer to use fair enough well played well, I found that really interesting, and I want to thank you for for joining us tonight, Patty. I'm I'm hoping that we can extend this this friendship, you know, in the future, and perhaps get you on again or whatever else. Because when I did hear you talk about it the time before, and I know there'll be people that have listened to this and they're just like, "That's like as Mef said or whatever." It's fucking insane. But on the flip side, every one of us is playing our own meta game within these games. We all have things different, you know, things we're trying to achieve or things that that keep us going beyond the game. And yours is such a unique one because so many people are like I'm climbing the leaderboards or I'm going to get 100% completion or I'm going to do this or whatever you know it is it is a really unique one and it really lines up with I mean like I will never do what you're doing but it lines up with my interest and passion for acquiring and playing so many different games and and just through time maybe only playing a small section of those and I'm sure there's a ton of stuff we could talk about uh, on that as well in the future about perhaps games that you've started that you just haven't been able to get back to because of this or whatever else that you perhaps would never have discovered with out this sort of a, a bean dive as well so i think there's a there's a ton sort of wrapped up in there but i do want to thank you so much for giving up uh some of your time this morning no i appreciate being asked to come on and i, I like i like talking not necessarily about myself i just like talking in general so it's always mm. nice when people want to have a chat especially that i've uh been in competitions with yourself and talking to you briefly through different avenues and it's, it's just nice to uh to actually chat amongst you mm. both 
I'm not too bad for a pony, I'm told sometimes. <laughs> yeah. the, dark, the dark side of the gaming world. <laughs> yeah, slowly winning me over, I can tell you. And uh, as always, thanks, Meph. Is there anything else you want to throw out there? I do have a couple of quick things. I want to say, first of all, Paddy's not going to like this, but congrats to his brother Jimsy for hitting a million gamer score. Ooh, wow. That happened... Uh, since our last recording, I was always going to say thanks, uh, well done to him, because we got to know him a little bit. I uh, haven't spoken to him properly for a while, but from what I understand, I think it's the only brothers that are both over a million games score in the world, so that's something. Congratulations. That have separate tags, anyway, I've been told. <laughs> um, I also want to say, <laughs> say a congrats to someone else I know, Wolf Cry Gaming. He um, is actually a friend of mine. I know him in real life, and he's now number two in my city of Adelaide for Gamers 4, behind me, of course. So that's congrats to him. He's been trying for a long time and finally overtook Random Nutter. So congrats to him. And yeah, anyone else, don't get any congrats. Just those two. Everyone else has to try harder for, That's for, right. <laughs> for next time when we're back. So thanks so much for listening. If you made it this far, you are hardcore. You are degenerate, but God, we're having fun, aren't we, with the games. <laughs> have a have a great time. We'll catch you. We'll look, we'll catch you when we do. See you around. Bye.